Welcome to the Building Up Women in Property podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Bangura, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. This podcast is for ambitious women who work in property and construction, who want to learn how to have a career they love on their terms. Join me every week where I'll leave you excited and confident to take your next steps. Thanks for being here with me. Now let's get started. Hello, it is great to have you back for another episode. And today we are picking up from where we left off last week, really. Last week we were talking about, is it time for a reinvention? Are you at that point in your career or in your life where it's really time to think about what is next for you and what that might look like, whether it's an up-leveling or a progression on where you already are or whether it's a completely new pathway forward. And it's a really exciting prospect but can be very daunting as well. And, you know, if you haven't checked out that episode, go back and have a listen. It's episode 63. I'll link it in the show notes for you. But in that episode, I shared my own personal journey of reinvention and I really did find that process both exciting and hopeful, but also very daunting. I found it to be a really uncomfortable process of self-discovery and really challenging everything I knew about myself and my work and my industry and what was possible for me as an ambitious woman who loves working in the property and construction space, but just wasn't sure what was next. So go back and have a listen to that. But today, as I said, is kind of a follow-on from that conversation. I want to talk about who do you want to be? And this is a question that doesn't get asked very often. Usually we ask, what do you want to do? As though a particular job defines us. And the challenge with that question is, what do you want to do? Often means that we start to define ourselves within certain parameters of a job or a title or a specific role. But the truth is we are multidimensional people. We have lots of things going on in relation to our work and our careers, but also in relation to our personal lives and our home lives and our families and our health and well-being and so many other aspects of our lives. And all of these things come together to make us the unique people we are. And, you know, that's why no two people are the same. And that's, of course, what makes life interesting. But I find that when we define ourselves by what we do, that role, that title, it can become extremely limiting. And our career can become the focus or the key thing that defines us. And I know that that is certainly true for me through most of my life. I would say that my career was probably my number one priority and it was very much how I defined myself in terms of my success, in terms of my failures and in terms of where I struggled and wanted to grow. And whilst I think that's fine at certain stages of our lives, I don't think it's the whole thing. And certainly as I've gotten older and as I've sort of challenged myself to reinvent who I am and really question what I want from my life and from my work and and in terms of my contribution in the world, I have realised that no single job or no single aspect of my life encapsulates everything I want to achieve or who I want to be. And so I really do like to ask this question of who do you want to be rather than what do you want to do? Because I think it challenges us to think more holistically about our lives, about our careers and about our impact. And I appreciate that for many of you, you may never have considered this question. And I want you to just kind of listen along today and to sit with this idea and then come back and answer this for yourself. 
Because who do you want to be really talks about who you are at a deeper level. It's about your being rather than simply your doing. But of course, the two things are very closely tied. And it talks about our own self-identity. And that really invites us into this journey of self-discovery and knowing ourselves. And I think that fundamentally, having that self-awareness is crucial for us all in whatever we do in our lives. The first step I take all my clients on is, you know, where are you now? Like, where are you now? And what is happening for you? And, And how aware are you of your position and your strengths and your weaknesses and your challenges and your aspirations? Because it's only when we have that and we really understand it that we can start to make changes that will actually have a lasting and meaningful effect. And that often requires us to accept the good and the bad and the ugly and sometimes confront the skeletons in our own closets or, you know, the things that we don't like about ourselves so much. But through that understanding, through that acknowledgement, we can shift things. And so I invite you to think about how do you define yourself now? What are those key words or titles or themes that come up for you? Do you define yourself through your job title? Do you define yourself in your relationships whether it's a mother or a partner or daughter or sister or friend. And then allow yourself to think about all the aspects of your life that matter, right? Really consider your career and your work, your health, your well-being, your personal relationships, your family, your friends, your spirituality, your social consciousness, your financial status or position, you know, all of those things that might matter to you. And, you know, that's not an exhaustive list and, Not all of those things will feel relevant for you, but pick the areas that that do resonate with you and think about where you are now and where do you want to be. And this will just get the juices flowing. This will get you thinking about your life and your position in a different way. And this may require you to let go of some of the old identities you have about yourself or the old stories or beliefs you have about yourself and to start shaping new ones that align with this new identity that you want to take on. So really think about what is working for you in each area of your life that's important. Like what's working, what isn't? What would you like to be different? And again, be open with this. Be honest with yourself. No one else has to ever see what you come up with here, but be willing to go on this journey for yourself. And as you explore that, you'll start to see themes about what is important to you. And usually this really draws towards our values. I always like to say to people, like, what are the three core values you have? And, you know, you may not be able to get down to three, but maybe it's five. But really think about what are the things that drive you? What are the things that motivate you? And what are the things that really matter to you? Put labels on them. Define those values. You know, you can define the values whichever way you want, but know what they mean and know why they're important to you. Because when we think about who do I want to be, we are creating an identity for ourselves. And Sometimes that might mean making a shift from where you are now. It might mean getting rid of old labels. It might require a bit of an unraveling of who you are in order to build yourself up into that person that you want to be. It requires a deep level of intention about who we are and how we show up in this world. I hope you've been enjoying the episode. I wanted to take a moment to let you know about my free Career Confidence Masterclass. This is for ambitious career oriented women who are ready to stop playing small and to confidently create a career you love. Head over to my website, 
beautifuldisruptions.com for more info. Now let's get back to the episode. And once we have that understanding, once we have that knowledge and that insight of ourselves, that starts to guide our behaviours. It starts to guide our choices. It almost becomes a North Star for what we do because we start to live into being that person we want to be. And that permeates through all areas of our lives, beyond just our career or our personal life. It really starts to impact everything and we start to feel more aligned and we can start to feel more true to who we really are rather than feeling like we need to be something and that we're, you know, living up to a certain expectation that is not necessarily aligned with what really truly drives us. And it allows us to explore our strengths and our talents and our passions and interests in new and exciting ways. I want you to really give yourself some time and have a play with this. Allow yourself to really visualise what your life could be like. Think about what you're doing and how you're showing up in every interaction. What are your motives behind them? How do you feel? And think about this for your work. Think about this for your home life and in your personal interactions. Are you that person who is showing up and being kind and respectful and open in your day-to-day life? Or are you so focused on a specific goal that you sometimes forget that human aspect? Because it's really easy to do that. We've all done it (laughs) at some point. But when we start to think about who we want to be, it really just opens the doors for a deeper connection. It opens the doors for us to live by our values and that deeper sense of who we are. And so, again, really have a play with this. Really sit down and visualise your life. Create a vision board or write a journal entry to your future self. Have a really good exercise for that. I'll link it in the show notes. But play with this and really tap into the essence of what is important to you and give yourself the time for that self-reflection and for that vision setting and start to define yourself in terms of your values and who you want to be in the world rather than what you do or what you simply want to achieve. Start to think bigger picture of you as a whole being. And, you know, I know this can be a bit weird if you've never done this exercise before, but for me personally, when I think about who do I want to be, I always come back to three words, kindness, trust, and respect. And when I think of those three words, they really underpin my behaviours every day in all aspects of my life. They underpin how I show up in the world and how I interact with others. And to give you the example of how that plays out for me, when I think of kindness, which, you know, for the record, I've always thought of being, you know, a little bit soft. When I really think about it, I'm so motivated by kindness. I will always gravitate to people who are genuine and who look out for other people and can see a bigger picture beyond their own self-interest. That is something that guides the people I choose to work with through my consultancy or my one-on-one work. You know, I want to be with those people who are aligned in that way and who can see the impact of who they are in the world. And because I think really when we think about it, like great leaders, great friends, great partners are people who want to bring out the best in others. They are the people who build people up rather than tear people down. And for me, that's really a filter that I apply to everyone I interact with. Do I want to be friends with you? Yes or no? Are you someone that genuinely values kindness? And it's also a challenge for me to always show up as that 
best version of myself, the person that is being open and caring and compassionate. And look, let's be honest, there are moments when I fail in that, particularly when I'm arguing with my husband or, you know, there are certain situations where I am not the kindest person in the world. And that's okay because I can see that. I can recognise that behaviour and I can choose again in my next interaction. I can realign with what matters to me and I can show up in a more compassionate way. And again, this is not about being soft. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm very direct and I'm very driven, but I think that we can do that in a way that is respectful and mindful of other people and what they need and their well-being. And I also, from experience, have just found the kind people are just nicer to be around. They are more my people. And so that's how like that one value really defines me and really helps guide my thinking about everything. And when I think about trust, that holds me accountable to be someone that is always trustworthy, that I deliver on my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And so people know I have their back. I am their support through the thick and the thin of it. And, you know, I am that constant, reliable pillar for people. But also I look for that quality in others. And the other big part of trust is, for me, I have to trust myself. I have to be accountable to myself. And this perhaps has been like one of the biggest shifts for me in my thinking is I do things because I'm the type of person who does that. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to show up and I'm going to do it. And, you know, this is a silly example, but if I say I'm going to go to boot camp and I've booked it in, when the alarm goes off, I don't even entertain the snooze button or turning it off and going back to sleep or missing that workout because I am the person who said I'm going to do that and I trust myself. I've made that decision ahead of time in my best interest and I'm the person that shows up. I honour my word to myself as much as I honour my word to others. And I think, you know, maybe 10 years ago before I'd sort of thought about things in terms of who I want to be, I would never have articulated that sort of commitment to myself and to my goals in that way. It was driven much more by the result rather than the process. And I think when we make that shift from, what do you want to do to who do you want to be? That is the joy in it. It really allows us to sink into that process, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly of it. We get to know with confidence that we were true to ourselves. And even on the hard days or the bad days or when things don't go right, we can still really respect who we were and how we showed up. And that is so important because ultimately what we think about ourselves matters more than what anyone else thinks about us. And when we are true to that and we were on that personal growth and that personal journey, I think that's when we get the most fulfilment. And, you know, for me personally, that is a really big motivator. So I want to leave you with that. And I want you to go away and think about who do you want to be and how does that person show up in the world? And as I said, it'd be really helpful to kind of pick a couple of key values that align with that version of yourself and, you know, keep that front and center in all areas of your life and really start living into that person that you want to be because that is where the magic is. That is where we can really be that best version of ourselves, even if it's a work in progress. And, you know, truth be told, we are all works in progress. We will all continue to be works in progress until the day we die. It's not about getting it perfect. It's about being on the journey and showing up in a way that feels genuine and authentic to us and allows us to really be that best version of ourselves. As always, I love your insights come over to LinkedIn. Tell me, who do you want to be? Give me a sentence or two. Give me some key values. And I hope you have fun really reflecting on where you are now and what that future looks like for you. Okay, my friend, have a beautiful day. I'll see you next time. 
Thanks for joining me on the Building Up Women in Property podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. Thanks again. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you next time.